The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Artificial intelligence uh, can now predict and possibly prevent problem gambling. Uh, to talk about this, Emmett Ryan, technology correspondent with the Business Post. Emmett, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, we hear all about the good, the bad and the ugly of AI. Um, AI, you'd think that the online betting companies would use to get you to spend more uh, and create all sorts of attractive packages that would uh, make you want to place a bet on the most unlikely things. Oh, absolutely, they, they would, and they probably will, Pat, in all honesty. But problem gambling is an area they have to take seriously, whether they want to or not, purely because from a reputational perspective for the gambling companies, they've got to show that they are being active in preventing addicts from you know, making their addiction worse, essentially, by using their products. So there's a lot of pressure from the regulators on them in that respect. And AI is a tool that could be of some use to them. We don't have any actual direct examples yet being used, although I'm very confident there are trials happening. But essentially, it's... A very old school approach, Pat. It's sort of like thinking of how we turned a lot of pen and paper into Excel. It's really the same principle in that a lot of this data, which is sort of how you or I might bet, has already been there with the gambling companies. But in order to monitor whether you or I had a gambling problem, it was relying an awful lot on the individual's eyes to to track the behavior, to notice what was happening with better A or better B. And now, essentially, with this sort of technology, it can process it a lot faster and it'll allow the operator at the end to work out if it's an area where they should intervene and should take some action. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, if you went into a a bookie's shop and uh, you were spending uh, all your salary, wages, uh, dole, whatever it might be, on the GGs, uh, the person behind the counter would know fairly quickly, and uh, they're supposed to, at that point, turn you away. And then, of course, you go to the other betting shop in town and you put your money on there, eventually they will turn you away and you'll run out of steam. Online, there are so many opportunities and these big companies are not talking to each other. So if company A uses AI to detect that I might be spending too much, gambling too often, spending too much time online and they ban me, I'll simply go to company B. That's correct. And like there is a privacy issue, unfortunately. Well, I say unfortunately, but in terms of obviously protecting online privacy is very important. Just unfortunately, it's a byproduct here in terms of sharing that information, obviously, between the companies at certain levels. So there are routes around this, though. And again, the AI can be used in this respect, Pat, in that uh, obviously, say, I'm the operative at the end who's reading the AI report. If I feel that this person's clearly shown problem behavior on my site, in theory, given I won't be sharing that data with anybody else, it would be possible to say, listen, we've highlighted customer A or based on this uh, this particular information here, but information that they would have had to give to the other betting company to begin with. So no new information, so to speak. They can they can sort of put together a problem list, so to speak. There are mm. routes to do it. There isn't yeah. any right now. I, I can't see any way you'd get around GDPR uh, in sharing that kind of information with anybody else. Like I said, it was, it was the, the only route to it essentially would be as if the information was already held by both parties, Pat, essentially. So, uh, you know, GDPR is naturally a huge issue there, but there would be a route potentially obviously could involve, you know, some government help, but that immediately then puts pressure on the gambling companies because they tend to not like to have to deal directly with the government. Uh, but like, you know, a route to provide some sort of, you know, problem network, so to speak, where there's sort of, you know, double blind privacy. Again, it's very technical, very tough. And in reality, hard to see it actually coming to fruition. 
Also, um, you know, suppose within the EU we make uh, these rules, which we tend to do, and we try to get compliance right across the union, uh, and then you're actually gambling with the site in Singapore or Belarus. And that's right. Like, There's always routes elsewhere outside the EU, and I think that's a major challenge. But I suppose the only thing the Irish-based companies can do is do their best they can to protect gamblers using their own sites, if that makes sense. So they have to sort of you know, go with the limits they have. And essentially, like if you're a Paddy Power or a Boyle or whoever, if you've got this technology to help your operatives, it means they aren't wading through huge, huge reams of data. They're getting a sort of a good, concise chunk of here's what we've seen, here's what's not happening. But the important thing as well, Pat, is to make sure it is still a human making a decision at the end here. And that's because AI, as we know, as I know you've talked about in your show before, it can get things wrong. So essentially what you want AI to do is provide you the report of what it's seen, and then you work out if its report is actually worth following up on. Because if we let AI decide, well, Pat can't bet because of these this particular pattern, but it's totally mis- misread how Pat's actually betting, and he's a perfectly fine better, or vice versa. Pat's actually quite, you know, doing all sorts of things, but doesn't catch it. Yeah. You don't want it to have either either aspect. With this, essentially, you can put together concise reports on betters so that the operator at the end can essentially go, okay, here's where we need to proceed. Here's one where they're fine. They're only betting two euros a week. You know, that's, I think, you know, an area where the human yeah. element is still going to be important. But it's not um, all that straightforward because if you go to a race meeting and there'll be someone like me who might put a fiver on the 315, and uh, I'll be interested and I'd look at the odds on the board and so on and then... Uh, you know, it'll be fine if it wins, loses or draws. It's a bit of fun when it wins. Right next to me, there'll be a, gan- a guy putting two grand on the, the, the horse. Um, and the difference might be, well, he has two grand to spare. I figure I have a fiver I can afford to lose on a horse. He's got two grand. It's only a drop in the ocean in the bucket of his wealth. Uh, so, you know, that kind of algorithm would have to be quite sophisticated to figure out what are the resources of a person you know to whom it's, it's like in a restaurant someone will tip um, 200 euro because they're delighted with the service someone else will give 10% of the bill you know horses for courses if you'll pardon the, the mixed metaphor yeah, true. But at the same time, it's there's an element of sort of, you know, what they've already been doing already, the gambling companies when it comes to this and that it's tracking behavior as much more than the actual amount, Pat. So it's sort of the frequency of betting is usually a big giveaway in terms of matters and also like the hours of the evening, say, if the person is sort of logging in from Dublin, but they're betting at two in the morning, that's usually a bit of a giveaway as maybe some, something is up now. Maybe they're a night shift person, who knows? But like, you know, usually there, it's you're looking for a bunch of different data points to work with. And that's the idea is the yeah, can process more of these. So up to now, it's mostly been the human going, well, right, I'm seeing this unusual behavior from this person, but it's very much eyeball gut test. With the, with the AI, the theory is at least that it would be able to, you know, process this a bit more and provide a bit better guess of here's one where maybe not even take action, but you should probably talk to the person and make sure they are a perfectly normal better. Okay, so the companies that are uh, operating in this area, um, there's a company called Extreme Push. Yeah, that's right. They've been around in a few different forms, as in the same company, but in terms of what they do for quite a while. And they're doing a lot of work on this uh, Dublin-based business. And essentially, it's they're all about that mixture of the human with the AI, because their look at it is, is how can they use this sort of technology, be it for this or for other tools within a technology to better aid an end operator, Pat. 
Uh, finally, Emmett, uh, on this topic, uh, the European Parliament voted in favour of regulating AI uh, yesterday, legislation likely to take effect as early as 2025, which actually is a long time in terms of the speed of development of uh, AI. What would this regulation achieve? Well, because the EU is so large, Pat, it's actually going to put a bit of pressure on the likes of Google, OpenAI and the rest to work out basically what is and is not, you know, okay to do. It's the old line of do, making running so fast to make sure you can do what you, sh- you could without checking to see what you can do what you should. And the EU, even though it's 2025 until it comes in, because the regulation that's already in place, we've seen, for example, Google's Bard has been delayed. It's launched in the EU this week because of the regulation in place. This is sort of going to sort of put a broader house over it to try and say these are the rules you can play within. And because of the size of the EU, both in terms of number of people, but also as an economy, it's going to have a big impact on any of the AI houses in terms of what policies they they approach, adapt uh, going forward. All right. And the fines, if there are violations of whatever form the law uh, will take, 30 million uh, euro might be a fine or 6% of a company's annual global revenue, which, of course, could be a sizable amount. Uh, text here from Martin. I doubt we need AI for gambling. Do we really think that the companies don't already keep good profile data? Uh, they are most certainly rating their customers, and I can't see why they would not. I was married to a gambler for a number of years, someone with a real gambling problem. He agreed to quit when we got married and got certificates to ban himself from the main bookies. We are since divorced. Um, The paper that he had, the certificates, did not stand. He travelled away from his town and was admitted into every bookies where he lost serious amounts of money. So uh, efforts to control may not always be successful. Anyway, Emmett, thank you very much for joining us. Emmett Ryan, technology correspondent with The Business Post. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.